Well, it's been a pretty sad, sad week in the world of music, hasn't it, really? That was The Fall. That's Overture from I Am Curious Orange off the I Am Curious Orange LP. We lost Marky e. Smith this week. Still uh, coming to terms with it uh, personally. Tons and tons of tributes out there. And uh, it's a testament to how big a hole he's left in the industry. Uh, I can't think of anybody or any band that uh, have such an unprecedented... Uh, history whereby there is no context. Um, bands have lasted as long, if not longer, but bands have not been as consistently good. Uh, look at the Rolling Stones, not written a decent tune since Start Me Up. Um, there are other bands, U2, not written a decent tune since The Joshua Tree. I could go on and on and on, whereas Marky e. Smith and the countless incarnations of the band lineup have been consistently brilliant since day one. So it's very, very hard for me to do justice to an artist such as Marky e. Smith and the Fall in, in one programme. So I am, over the course of the next few days, going to find some time to get the studio booked and just play three hours of the Fall for you, and uh, in no particular order. So I'm going to, to get around to that. But today there's going to be a, a very, very uh, distinct Fall flavour, whereby uh, there are going to be some, uh, some little snippets played throughout the programme. And as a token tribute before I get into the full whack, full Monty tribute in the next few days. Uh, the the hat trick this week will be the obligatory fall oh, hat trick, whereby there'll be three fall tunes in a row. And uh, if you uh, are a regular listener, you will know how much I, uh, and hundreds of thousands of other people, uh, love this band. Uh, as I say, there is no precedent, really. There's there's no parallel to uh, the body of work and the oeuvre of that, uh, that the fall have left behind. And I would hasten to say that there'll be uh, a lot of uh, vault digging in the next little while. And I'm hoping that that uh, will bear the fruit of some, not some released for the sake of it material, but some legitimately, uh, uh, well, some jewels that uh, we would un otherwise have unheard. Let's hope that's the case and that it's not milked. Uh, I think there's a, a strong chance of that being that the fall have been on the countless record labels over the years, whereby there's no one all-encompassing body who can then uh, have a monopoly and then do what they want. So, anyway, that's the fall, and I'll get into the music now. We're going to start this week with some Lloyd Cole. <laughs>
Lenny's got trousers and Bobby's got the wig. There's a lot of friendly people I'm not so sure about this. Now little Prince has got the cream. I've got a new drum machine. Hey you and B, you taught us all how to be groovy. All the children are dancing to the music, and the music never stops. Do they think that they know something we know not? We're gonna
1978. That is Bristol's Europeans with their debut single entitled, funnily enough, Europeans. Um, it's from their um, 2008 Take Me to the Continent LP. It took all that time for this uh, album that was never released at the time to get a release. And if you go to Bristol Archives, sorry, if you go to bristolarchiverecords.com slash bands slash Europeans, you'll be able to uh, have a look over and uh, see what you've missed. You can buy a lot of their stuff that's now available digitally. And before we heard uh, Europeans singing Europeans, we heard 4MB Lloyd Cole from his... Uh, I've got to reach for it, right? Actually, reach for it right now. It's from uh, Bad Vibes. I had, to, I had to jog my memory there. I've got four, the fall on the brain, and uh, it's as if uh, any other artist doesn't exist at the moment. Anyway, that's, uh, as I say, entitled for MB, and that means for Mark Bolan. That was a song he wrote for him, and uh, we dispensed for the first time ever with our intro music, uh, the wonderful Teenage Fan Club, and uh, we substituted it this week for the overture from I Am Curious, Orange by the Fall, for good bloody reason. Next up... Uh, the brand new and uh, debut record by Alien Stadium uh, arrived in my, my, my postbox, courtesy of uh, What's His Chops, who's usually quite late, but this did arrive on the day it was supposed to. Uh, living in Elizabethan times. Now, it's Steve Mason, ex of Beta Band, and uh, numerous other incarnations, such as King Biscuit Time. Uh, Martin Duffy used to be in Felt and Primal Scream. It's their, uh, it's their project, and it's rather, rather nifty. It's a four track. And it's on double six records. And we're going to hear The Visitation. Your fear is too weak 
Change all our ways If you spare us from the 
not try to embellish the superlatives already used to describe his musical prowess. His natural technical facility has been unparalleled. His feeling was a dynamic marvel. His musical imagination was an audio drama, utilizing every phase of musical knowledge, from extremes in dynamics, wild timing, to blockbusting power. He was the chairman of the board. Listen, learn, and enjoy.
Supergrass. Supergrass doing uh, doing the Smiths off a wonderful compilation entitled The Smiths is Dead that came out on uh, on French label slash publication Les Arrocoptibles uh, featuring the likes of the Boo Radleys, the High Lamas, Trash Can Sinatras, Billy Bragg, the Frank and Walters, Placebo, Bis, Therapy, The Divine Comedy and of course Supergrass which we have just heard doing. Some girls are bigger than others and uh, that is indeed the case and that uh, applies to each and every one of us. Um, and before that we heard off their only LP, 1999's Elephant Sound, released on Skint Records. Indian rock man with chairman of the board. Next up, it's time for some new material by Django Django off uh, their brand new third LP released just a few days ago, entitled Marble Skies. Before I do, because it's very fall thematic this week, I didn't uh, start the programme in the format that you're probably used to. By that I mean I didn't let you know what fun and frivolity is going to ensue at the end of the programme where we have the interviews located. Phil Sutton, Pale Lights uh, and Abby Crunch are responsible for this week's interview and Pale Lights are a wonderful band and uh, talking to Phil about their output over the last little while, uh, talking about uh, their two albums to date, his very, very colourful history in uh, in music and uh, why he's ended up in Brooklyn, amongst other other things. And, of course, you'll be hearing three songs by, by them as well. So that is for you to look forward to at the end of the programme. Amidst a lot of new releases, some uh, curated tunes, which will invariably change as I, uh, as I sift through whatever pencil scratch down here. And the usual features will be taken care of, in as much as I need to remind you about nearperfectpitch.com. Please recommend any and all with similar musical taste to uh, pick up on the programme. It's slowly, slowly gaining uh, momentum. Next week, actually, chuffed to absolute bits to uh, to let you know that uh, and we're talking to Candy Opera and their new album. Well, their album that we've been waiting the best part of 30 years for is about to see light of day in, in February. And I'm immensely excited about that. And I'll be playing some more exclusive tracks before it's released in February next week on the programme proper. And uh, between that uh, show and this one, I'm going to try and squeak in an all full three-hour special. Just got to find out uh, studio times and see if I can find time uh, to, to, to bunk off work. You know, the usual stuff. Right, so without any further ado, let's hear some new Django Django, shall we?
unmistakably the psychedelic furs. That's the tenth single of their fourth LP, Mirror Moves, from 1984. Yes, 1984. That year, I remember distinctly that I had an immensely, immensely dodgy moustache. Uh, before that, we heard Surface to Air, featuring self-esteem. That's brand new stuff by Django Django off this week's brand new and third LP, Marble Skies. And before hearing that, it was our cover me of the week. This week, we heard Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others by Supergrass, doing Smiths. And um, I did neglect to let you know uh, about what is forthcoming in detail. I did touch upon it, but I didn't go into detail. So our essential wax this week is going to be The Real People, their debut long player. I did mention that the hat trick this week is going to be the obligatory fall R and the weekly hat trick all rolled into one. So three, three in a row by the fall, which is, uh, well, it's fantastic, isn't it, really? Uh, new releases that I'm hoping to get to before, uh, before the end of the programme. We've got uh, some new material by Dot Dash, also some new material by Tune Yards, in as much as uh, I'd like to get to something by Girl Ray, Serpent Power, and, uh, and Night Flowers, if I have the time. So I'm hoping to get to all those songs amidst all the regular features. There's Tinterweb time as well, and of course, our interview with Phil. It's uh, time for our Peel session of the week, and why not play a full song? I'm telling you now and I'm telling you this, life can be one, downward, onward, chip, 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 I'm telling you now and I'm telling you this. John, I'm a Tula, Macabre, they are your wedding pictures, they're black. Stick in the mud, stick in the guard, stick in the mud, stick in the guard. I stick in the mud, stick in the guard, both of them spray, both of them spray. Stick in the mud, stick in the guard, stick in the guard, stick in the mud. They're taking from the medium part to get to the medium part and they are the government part and give up to the pop part. They're nothing. Oh my god. And trance. And trance. And trance. Stay on the mud. Stay on the guards. Stay on the mud. Stay on the gods, 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 stay on the stay on the gods, 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 stay
the new X-Files. If you are, are you as confused as I am? I'm, I'm into episode, I think, four, and it's always been typically quite uh, quite mental in terms of, well, it's fantastical scripting, but uh, in terms of it thoroughly confusing every aspect of my comprehension, I, I, I usually am bailed out by asking my wife what's going on, and uh, she's none the wiser either. It really is uh, particularly messed up this season. Anyway, that was Mordred Scully. Catatonia, a single from 1998 off their second LP, International Velvet. And uh, before that, from their eighth Peel session from 1985, from May the 14th, 1985, Gut of the Quantifier, The Fall. And uh, that originally appears on the wonderful This Nation's Saving Grace. So more fall stuff to ensue. But before we get there, let's hear something by The Nightflowers. They've got a new single out and it's called Losing the Light.
is located in the front room of the house for some unknown reason it's been neglected for too long you claim it's not a problem but I take it all so hard so when Regular viewers, our Saturday football score service will be aware of this ace piece of music. Well, the music that introduces score and final score every week was written and recorded by The Fall. 
And we're delighted to say that one of the writers of the theme from Sparta FC has been spending the afternoon with us. As a City fan, he kept a close eye on the Manchester City Blackburn game. It's Mark E. Smith, who has kindly agreed to read the classified football results for us. Not many people realise that Tim Goodgen was a big fan of the fall. Uh, but Mark, the microphone is yours. Can you please confirm all today's results for us? Barclays Premiership. Uh, Charlton Athletic 1, Manchester United 3. Chelsea 3, Newcastle United 0. Liverpool 3, Portsmouth 0. Manchester City 0, Blackburn Rovers 0. Sunderland 1, Aston Villa 3. Tottenham Hotspur postponed, West Ham United 1H. West Brom 0, Everton 0, Wigan Athletic 2, Arsenal 3. Football League Championship, Burnley 1, Leicester City 0, Coventry City 1, Ipswich Town 1, Crew Alexandra 1, Stoke City 2, Norwich City 2, Luton Town Nil. Plymouth Argyle 3, Queen's Park Rangers 1. Preston North End 2, Cardiff City 1. Reading 3, Hull City 1. Sheffield United 2, Millwall 2. Southampton Town 3, Leeds United 4. Watford 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1. League 1. Barnsley 1, Rotherham United 1. Brentford 3, Oldham Athletic 3. Bristol City 2, Chesterfield Town 4. Colchester United 3, Blackpool 2, Doncaster Rovers 4, Bournemouth 2, Gillingham Town 1, Hartlepool United 0, Huddersfield Town 0, Bradford City 0, Milton Keynes 2, Walsall 1, Nottingham Forest 2, Southend United 0, Port Vale 1, Swindon Town 1. Scunthorpe United 1. Tranmere Rovers 2. League 2 continued. Barnett 1. Torquay United 0. Boston United 1. Notts County 2. Berry and uh, Rushton postponed. Carlisle United 2, Oxford United 1. Leighton Orient 2, Stockport County 2. Macclesfield 1, Darlington 0. Northampton Town 4, Bristol 0. Rochdale 2, Chester City 2. Shrewsbury and Mansfield postponed. Wrexham 1, Peterborough United 1. Wickham Wanderers 3, Grimsby Town 1.
Mark, thank oh, you very much. Very good. Excellent performance. Now, we're delighted you joined us this afternoon, but the most important thing, first of all, we're delighted that you wrote that piece of music. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, 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 sorry. We're just saying we're delighted you're reading the results for us, but we, we're delighted you wrote that piece of music. What uh, is yeah. the background to the theme from Sparta FC? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're a big City uh, no, fan? No, 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 it's, um, it's mythological, it's Greek. OK. You're a big Manchester City fan, and now what did you make of your team's performance this afternoon? I don't know if you managed to watch much of it, and what do you think about City this season? Hopeless as usual. Really? <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, Ray, yes? why, why have you got a number one haircut? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like what the people in the murderers in strange ways get. <laughs> Mark, you look like an escape from you escape from strange ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. It's a number one. Yeah, I, I don't have much choice. It just goes this way. It's you like know, sort of, it, you, it, it's only about the makeup department. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's gone for your stubsy. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I should be wearing a wig. I'm, I'm not sure I should be wearing a wig. Oh, he's fighting back stubsy. <laughs> so, now, the, the band, sort of, if I attempt to be sort group, of semi-serious, your band group, has had please. 40 line-ups down the years, I'm right. Is, is it like a football club? Does a band have to keep evolving like a football club uh, Well, does? I think so, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the problem with... Uh, England, for instance, you know, they, they, they don't play as a team anymore. It's just five or, or eleven sort of egotists, you know. So you you think the heart of a football club or, or the heart of a band, which you try and create? Well, you've only got to look at Wigan Athletic, haven't you, to yeah. see that our team works. You know, instead of eleven millionaires, you know. I think. Now, can you just tell me out here how many how many records have you actually brought out as a band? Have you do you ever keep count? Uh, no, about uh, 25, I think, 26. And uh, what, what's, com what's coming up next and for, for, for you musically? Well, we're going to America in the, the new year, that's yeah. it. Well, we're absolutely delighted you joined us this afternoon. And let me just say again, uh, we, we hope you don't mind that you, we, we use your music to, to top and tail our programme every week. Not at all, no, no. Yeah. Love the theme. Yeah. Love the theme. Great theme. Well, listen, for everyone in here, thanks for joining us this well, afternoon. Well, don't get a penny anyway, so I don't bother. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and grow my hair, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thank you very much. See you later. Well, that's broadcasting magic. That is. That's Mark E. Smith reading the football results uh, for the BBC. Uh, aside, Tim Gudgeon. Fantastic stuff. And before we heard Mark reading the football results, we heard uh, The Unbelievable Truth, their second single that uh, appears on their WLP, Almost Here, released in, uh, what was it, 1998, I believe. And uh, that band is fronted by Tom York's brother, no less, Andy. Of course, uh, being that he's uh, Tom's brother, they are from Oxford, are oh, unbelievable truth. No longer with us, but uh, left a fairly decent body of work behind. Nightflowers, nightflowers.bandcamp.com is where you can go to uh, get, get your hands on this single, uh, Losing the Light, and uh, all their other material. And before that, of course, we heard Catatonia with Mulder and Scully. Next up, I think we'll hear some Girl Ray. I could go tomorrow and see you. See your hair and see your clothes And if you miss me too All my friends say that's just what not to do Oh my darling, I'm so blue
I'm sorry, Kevin. It does. In my headphones, it sounds like fucking the the Smurfs. It doesn't sound anything like the track of hers. It's not like It's like ridiculous. It's supposed to be It's quite infectious, you know. Is it uh, just the mix, uh, like the level of your Yeah, it's a fucking or? mix, yeah. You get a fucking mix. So fucking just play the fucking track you got. Stop piddling them out. Okay. You get there, yeah. You get there, yeah. I'll try again, I'll try again. More guitars on the fucking straight. Stop piddling them out. On the straight, fucking guitars. I don't have any control. No, no, you fucking can do it if you fucking try. Less, you know, fucking, less fucking uh, clean it up. And fucking more of the drums, the bass of the drums. Well, you can't be serious. Kevin, you can't be serious. There's no way anybody... Can you read it? It's like fucking a cartoon. The issue, Mark, is that it's a pre... No, just fucking get it done, will you? It's a pre-mixed track, so I only have the mix that I've been given. I don't have the individual elements of it. Well... All right. Okay. Well, give it me. <laughs> Poor Kevin. That's absolutely brilliant. That's Marquis e. Smith having a rant at the sound engineer. And you can snag that on YouTube. It's absolute gold, that is. Um, for that, uh, from Pure Phase, their second LP, that was spiritualised. Uh, a promo-only single released in 1995 called Let It Flow. Girl Ray, before that, from London, a three-piece uh, all-girl power pop band. And uh, that's from their... LP called Earl Grey, which was released in uh, August last year, and uh, we heard a song called Cutting Shapes. I'm going to draw breath now. <laughs> I'm start, that cracks me up, doesn't matter how many times I've watched that. Let's get a bit mellow now. Let's hear some Dead Can Dance.
is Lottery Dust by an outfit called Drummer. And Drummer is a rock band from Akron, Ohio, founded by the drummer of the Black Keys, Patrick Carney, who plays bass in this band. All the other members of the band are all drummers in other groups from Ohio. Ain't that nifty? That's from their only record to date, 2009's Feel Good Together. Again, that's Drummer with Lottery Dust. And uh, prior to hearing that, we heard from their sixth LP, their sixth of eight LPs, that uh, Australia's Dead Can Dance on 4AD Records with uh, the ubiquitous Mr Lovegrove from Into the Labyrinth, uh, the LP. And before that, we heard uh, Mark having a go at uh, poor Kev, the sound engineer. What we got up next? Let me think. Oh, crikey, I know what I've got up next. It's, uh, it's a hat-trick, and it's our hat-trick with a difference this week. It's three in a row where you get a break from my voice, but uh, this three in a row, three in a row by the fall.
hat trick there by the fall that was mountain energy from their 23rd lp the real new fall lp it uh, was uh, originally called country on the click and if you've got a copy it's worth a few quid because it was uh, completely remixed and all renditions are different before that from their 18th lp we heard life just bounces and that features brick smith for for a brief return to the band and their 18th lp being cerebral caustic and the first song in the hat trick that we heard was a single from 85 couldn't get ahead so there's your obligatory fall ah and your hat trick all melded into one little package there for you as the actress said to the bishop now television personalities have a new record out it's their 12th lp it's entitled beautiful despair and here's a song called love is a four-letter word So one thing makes you feel so good. Love, love, love. 
a little bit of history about Johnny Panic and the Bible of Dreams. They are essentially Tears for Fears. And this song did, uh, in its uh, first incarnation, appear on uh, a B-side of 1990's Advice for the Young at Heart. It's since been remixed and re-released and uh, released under the name of Johnny Panic and the Bible of Dreams. And the song is named after the uh, Johnny Panic and the Bible of Dreams short story by Sylvia Plath, a story that was posthumously published in 1977. Right you are. So you, knew, uh, so you now know sorry, exactly what you just heard. And before that off their brand new, brand brand new, and uh, 12th LP, Television Personalities. The LP's called Beautiful Despair. The song we heard is uh, a love is a four-letter word. Televisionpersonalities.bandcamp.com is where you can get your hands on that. Next up, some pop, etc. <laughs>
Every day's the same. I'll get into some detail about this track and the next track I'm going to play in just a moment. However, I need to tell you that uh, before we heard that, we heard from 2016 Souvenir LP, Pop Etc. With uh, Please Don't Forget Me, go to popetc.com to learn more about this outfit. Essential Wax Time, The Real People, self-titled debut from 1991. The Real People, started by Chris and Tony Griffiths two Scouse brothers, and they played a massive part in the mank baggy scene with uh, lots of reminiscences to the, to the Merseybeat sound of, uh, of the 60s. Uh, and they did contribute to what would be deemed baggy, indie, mop-top, guitar jingle jangle uh, from the Northwest. And uh, they started in 1988, and this, their WLP, was soon followed by What's on the Outside, uh, in 96. Think Positive came out in 2010. 2012 saw the release of a mini LP and uh, Marshmallow Lane. And uh, quite recently, Monday Morning Breakdown was released in 2016. The album was produced uh, in part by Stephen Street, in part by Paul Hardman and engineered by Guy Forrest. It uh, was a major labour release on, on Epic, on Sony, and uh, it did do some damage in the charts as well. So we've heard every day's the same. Now let's hear words.
that is that's words the real people this lp did uh, produce three singles window pane open up your mind let me in and the truth didn't play either of the singles i played two lp tracks which shows you the might of this record pop songsmiths extraordinaire a grossly underrated band and in my humble opinion the first two albums are essential i could have done their second lp as essential wax just as easily as this first record from 1991 the self-titled debut there you have it Incentive enough for you to go and buy The Real People's self-titled debut from 1991. Now it's time for that part of the programme whereby... It's time to have time, kids. It's our time of the week to look at uh, a choice website. And in this instance, I'm going to direct you to the following URL. International Clash Day. I think it speaks volumes. This is Radio Clash, it says. This is anti-racist, anti-fear. This is pro-solidarity, pro-unity, pro-inclusion. This is a public service announcement with guitars. This is International Clash Day 2018. And all day long, all across the globe, we're celebrating music as a tool for social consciousness and a band that made it sound so damn good. In the words of Henry Rollins, this is not a time to be dismayed. This is punk rock time. This is what Joe Strummer trained you for. 
Wise words indeed. So, we've got 49 stations involved, four cities, seven events and 30 record shops thus far. Uh, the date itself, as I'm embarrassingly trying to fumble for it, is going to be the 7th of, uh, of February. I should know that, shouldn't I, really? But do visit it and uh, it's growing and growing by the day. And I do think by the time this actually does happen on the 7th of February, momentum will be such that uh, it will not be ignored and hopefully will penetrate the uh, the mainstream media and uh, and make a noise. So there you have it. This week's Tinterweb time is International Clash Day at internationalclashday.com. Time for one more song before we delve into the wonderful world of Pale Lights. We're going to hear Dot Dash on Ottawa's The Beautiful Music label from their Searchlight LP from 2016, a song called The Infinite.
so tired of your rotten lies and your rash grandstanding. Say what you think, your words they sting. All we want is some purity. Oh, gee, bring the flowers into Flowers, Pale Lights, from last month's relatively newish, I'd hasten to say, being that it's only weeks ago, The Stars Seem Brighter, their second LP, 
a wonderful tune that is indeed. Before we heard uh, Pale Lights with June Bring the Flowers, we heard The Infinite by Dot Dash of 2016 Searchlights LP. And they are on the beautiful music record label based here in Ottawa. And on the subject of Ottawa, that's where I record the programme, obviously. And uh, I record it at CKCU on the campus of Carlton University here in Ottawa. And to boot, CKCU is the biggest and the best and the oldest and the, the most listened to uh, community radio station in Canada. And they graciously let me host my program here. I did do the radio show here many years ago, but uh, I have use of their studios and I am eternally grateful. So I must mention that. I must also mention uh, nearperfectpitch.com. Point people to it. I need more listeners. I really do makes me feel better to know that more people are hearing this stuff. It's a lot of work to put this together on a weekly basis because I do have a job job that pays the bills and this is just fun. Uh, maybe it'll get monetized one day. Who knows? But in the interim, I've got to uh, free up the time to do as good a job as possible. So uh, if I'm going to do that, I'd like to have as many listeners as possible. So you're listening, obviously, but if uh, you're not happy with the way you're listening, you can choose a myriad of different ways by which to listen through Apple or Google Play or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Just key in near perfect pitch and you can find it on countless uh, podcast aggregators, stuff that I haven't even heard of the, the programme is being uh, broadcast on. Right you are. So let's get to, to the band at hand. We're going to be talking to Phil in uh, a few minutes' time from Pale Lights. A very, very interesting story. Uh, I do encourage you to listen to the whole thing and uh, no fast-forwarding, of course. Uh, one more song before I get into the interview. Let's hear something from the first LP before there were pictures from 2014. Here's Ghosts of the Youth. <laughs>
ghosts of youth that is pale lights now it's going to be over to me and my chat with phil sutton and a good chat it was too i'll be back after the interview with one more song by pale lights and to say my goodbyes enjoy the interview hello there is this phil it is yeah hey how are you doing all right phil nice to talk to you how are things uh, not too bad, not too bad. I just finished watching the football. Uh, what was the final score? It was 1-1 last I checked. It was 1-1, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Am, am I to assume you're a Spurs fan? No, they're very opposite. I'm a Liverpool fan. Hey, you, you're, 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 a kindred, you're a kindred spirit. That's, that's me all over. Well, I, I, I like you even more now. Fantastic. Yeah, so we, we, were, we were actually hoping for Spurs to come away with nothing, weren't we? Yeah, they do. I, I thought Southampton could have mixed it, but they, they didn't quite. But it's just a shame. But you can't have everything. You can't have everything. Drop, drop points. So. That's it, and we have to get three tomorrow against Swansea. Simple as. Absolutely. I've got the day off, so I can watch it. I'm very happy. It's one of those rare instances, unfortunately, tomorrow where I've got to uh, PVR it and race home with radio silence to watch it in a, in a, in a closed environment. Right. I hate that. Yeah, like the likely lad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, that's that's the analogy. Exactly. What an analogy. Fantastic. So 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 what what what? Uh, well, you could probably say the same of me. What brings me to Canada? But what brings you to Brooklyn? Um, my wife. Simple. In short. Yeah. 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 That's it. We, I, we we got married uh, two years ago. Twelve years ago. Um, and we've been married thirteen this year, and uh, I I immigrated in uh, twenty ten. Yeah. So are you a fully um, accredited green card carrying uh, American now? I am currently. Um, I'm waiting for, to to say my oath of allegiance, but almost, almost a citizen, not quite. Well, perhaps wait for the next president to do that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm waiting. Well, the government shut. I'm actually waiting to say the oath. I've been approved for citizenship. I'm waiting for the. Uh, yeah, apparently that's gonna that's gonna throttle the the country tomorrow, isn't it? If they don't sort something out in the next few yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. So um, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens. Well, I've been I've been yeah. trying to do some research on you, and it sounds like I'm some kind of stalker. But obviously, I have to know what I'm talking about in addition to what I know. Uh, but I've I'd, I'd no yeah. I've no idea actually that you were in Velocette at some point. Yeah, I was. I was in um, the original lineup of Comic Game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know them. And, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, we we made a couple of LPs. Yeah. Um, on Ouija Records, and then um, and then the group split, um, which wasn't surprising because it was kind of really two groups squashed together into one anyway. Yeah. Um, and and David, who's the, the leader of the group, really, he went off and carried on with Comic Game, and, and we went to one side and did Bella Set. Um, I wasn't in that group for very long. I, I, I did uh, I did the first single and uh, uh, we did a peel session and then yeah um, and I think a uh, 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 fierce panda. Yeah, he did a yeah he did a seven. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I had no idea. So I've learned something today. So so I, I knew about I knew about Comic Game. Uh, was unaware yeah. unaware of Velocet and. Um, they were just uh, obviously kicker in the projects, the soft city yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so you've 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 been uh, you've been you've been around and know your way around a recording studio. So is, is kind it? Of. <laughs> <laughs> so so am I missing anything? I think I'm probably missing cinema red and blue. That's about it, isn't it? That, that's yeah. I, I mean, after I left Valentine, and then I, I was I was a drummer, and I, I wanted to start writing songs. 
And so I did that for a few years. I, I was drumming and writing songs for, for Kicker, and I was playing drums with still for the projects. Um, for just just for an album that they went through a few drummers, and then and then when I immigrated, I started to Pop City, and and I was still drumming but writing songs again. And then I just thought I want to play guitar. I'm getting old, um, and somebody said you should sing. So I, I tried it, and and that's what happened really. Um, well, I'm glad you did. And and that's it. And Cinema Red and Blue is like a, a Andy in our group is, is the bass player, and Crystal Silks and, and yeah. I think Crystal Silks and Comic Game met. And we're on um, on a la- the same label in the UK, um, Fortuna Pop at the time. Yes, they became friends, and then and then David Nanlor were, were visiting New York and decided to do this, and and because I was already here, it was like, oh Phil, Phil, do you want to play drums? So I kind of worked with David again after a long time, and um, yeah, we did an LP and a, and a couple of EPs or something like that, and. Uh, I think we're going to do something else again in the future, but I'm not sure. Well, that's interesting. So, so you, you sort of uh, got your education at the School of Ouija, and then um, sort of yeah. then have gone to the gone to the East Coast, and it's quite a transition. Um, I don't. I, I certainly don't want to, uh, to to utter you in the same breath as Phil Collins, but um, you are uh, you you're, you're following a similar trajectory. So you're going to start. I prefer, I prefer Karen Carpenter. Yeah, actually, uh, yes. We're going to start singing drums. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I, me and Phil Collins only have one thing in common, and that's what we both like: the old mod group, the act, the action. I think that's about it. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say that you were as bored of bored, bored, bored as he was, which which, he, which which I know you're not. So. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, I'm a little, 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 a little hairier up top, I yeah. that down below, you'd have to feel. Well, it's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's a transition for you, so obviously, I, I yeah. always, I, you know, I, I utter this a lot to, 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 to the artists I interview, in that I, I knew very, very early on that, that my my affinity with music would be purely as a curator, you know, a, a DJ yeah. and, and sharing music, because my aptitude in terms of being able to play anything my voice or otherwise uh-huh. is tantamount to nil so so you uh-huh. you i always marvel when people say oh yeah i was playing the drums and i thought sod it i'll play the guitar and start writing some songs as if it's that effortless to sort of flick a switch so how difficult what was it for you i mean obviously it, w- it was very difficult initially i mean when i was a kicker i was uh, to begin with, uh, i left velocet actually i was fired by velocet and um and I was like, oh, why did, uh, you know, uh, and so that, that was, I was a bit like, oh, if I'm going to start another group, I'm going to make sure I don't get fired, uh, or join another group, so I my own group, and a friend of mine was like, you've got loads of records, so you can write some songs, and I was like, yeah, okay, and then I realized I couldn't actually play an instrument, other than, you know, keep time on the drums just about, and so I used to go in and I used to sing into a dictaphone, um, and, um, and, and, and then play it back, and it somehow it was vaguely in tune. And then the, 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 my friend who was playing guitar, this guy Andy, he would pick it up on the guitar, or the rest of the band would pick it up, and then and then we'd have a song. And I didn't know how we did it. And then I bought a guitar and I learned gradually how to play guitar. Um, and but I used to sing and drum at the same time, so it and 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 so it wasn't too bad a, a, a transition. Um, but yeah, I mean. As long as you can get, get a melody in your head, but the men I'd be, and people who don't play an instrument really write songs know this. So, you know, you keep a dictaphone or it will be a telephone now, so yeah, a mobile now, and and you just you get an idea and you sing into it and you hope it's slightly in tune. Um, 
So I know that like Robert Palmer used to do that. He used to always carry a dictaphone. But then I suppose everyone does because you, you can't always walk around with a guitar. You know? So no. Um, yeah, but it was it it it, it 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 was a bit scary to begin with 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 how lights and um, but but you know practice makes something or other. <laughs> Something or other. I, I, was, I, I can't remember where I read this uh, some time ago, but somebody was saying that uh, the, the, the current rendition of the band is as if Lloyd Cole's entire catalogue had been uh, mashed with uh, the entire Flying Nun postcard catalogue, which I found yeah. kind of interesting. And, and, and I, I, I fully understand that analogy. How, how, how do you feel about being lumped in with Go-Betweens and Bell and Sebastian? Well, I, love, I actually, uh, well, Bell and Sebastian, I'm kind of a bit old for, because I'd, I'd hear Bell and Sebastian, I think I'm the same age as Stuart Murdoch, so I'd hear Bell and Sebastian go, oh, they've been listening to the game between or Bell or yes. the current set or something like that, um, which is great, and I, I, I like a lot of their songs. Um, but uh, I think, you know, I mean, I, I liked all that stuff when I was a teenager, so, I, you know, like the Lloyd Cowell thing, I don't hear it in my singing, because I think he's a proper singer, and, and he's even more in tune and has a quite unique voice, but when I was thinking of Kicker Peter, so it still sounds a bit like Lloyd like Cole, and so it's always been there. And um, and and I like I like you know I like the commotions. I'm not so familiar with his his, his solo stuff, but mm. when Pal I played Pop Fest in New York with the Loft and some other groups, but the Loft right when I'm, and the Weather Prophets were a group I really like. Yeah. Australia. And um, and I was coming through the music room into the bar. And I opened the door, and Lloyd Cole was standing there in front of me. And I just would kind of stare at him for a second and was like, should I say something? I said, he, he doesn't know who I am, this is stupid. Yeah. But it was kind of, but I like, you know, I like, and, and, and Flying Nun, I love, you know, I, I, love, I love the bats and, and the chills and, and the clean and, you know, all the classics, um, sneaky feelings. Um, but I don't, we don't try and sound like that. It's just, I think, I don't it's, think it's contrived. I think it's because I can't play any other way. I <laughs> yes. don't know how to do it. I, I, I literally have no idea. We, we just kind of play it and that's how it sounds. And I think maybe there's some kind of... And I sometimes think about it. How the heck does, does it sound the way it sounds without us really... You know, I can't speak for the others, but we're all... like I'm really a librarian. And the drummer is a librarian. And we all have day jobs. And, oh, and, so... You know, so... And I think of Andy and Suzanne as... The, the two people who are a little more professional than us um, in, in terms of their ability, um, but it, it it sounds like it does because it does, and I think it's a kind of maybe a punk rock thing where you, you, you're not really punk rock, but you have that. I don't know how to do this. I'm just gonna pick this up and play chords. Yeah, it's more DIY. Like, play the guitar like Stephen Pastel or something like that, and just <laughs> knock it out, and then it ends up sounding like that. And I think it may just be a coincidence, but but then I don't. So then I'm of that age and, and era as well, so maybe that's it. But well, it's, it could it's be some... not something I, I, I try to do. Yeah, I, I understand it's not contrived or concerted, but it's it's a part of yeah. your uh, it's a part of your fabric in terms of your upbringing. But you know, I, I don't I don't think that quote was really digging at the sound. I think it was digging at the sentiment yeah. that's evoked by virtue of yeah, what, what I'd like to call real experiential lyrics. I just had this chat with. Uh, yeah. With with another band, and, yeah. and uh, you know, if, if lyrics are evocative, then I think that gets confused with what, what what is often referred to as a sound. I think it's more to do with the sentiment of, you know, postcard, right. flying nun, and um, 
Uh, and, I, and I love that. It's not, not so much laissez-faire, but it really is DIY. It's like, why can't I do this type attitude? And uh, and get yeah. and, and that's I think that's I think that's kind of what they were driving at, and it's kind of what I'm driving at too. I think so. I mean, I, I just like making stuff. Um, I was reading an interview. I can never pronounce his name, but the guy you know in for the makeup, um, and he was talking about his whole world, which is obviously way more you know, hip and with it than, than my world, but um, he, he, he just talks in this interview recently, I forget who he did it with, about making stuff, and he's driven to make things, and I think that's how I feel, you know, I went to art school, but I realised I couldn't paint, and I dropped out, ah. and then I was like, I want to, I want to make things, and it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's not really a financial consideration, which is probably fortunate, and um, so... It's just like, I, I want to craft something and make something, and then your influences come into obviously. So, so when I write words, I, I want them, you know, I, I'm always thinking of like bands like the Go to Sing, Lloyd Collins. So, people that write words that I think are like words for pop songs that, that aren't, you know, they're not dumb, or, 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 but they're not super clever either. They're kind of somewhere in between and they're, and they're a little bit, you know, from the heart. Well, they're honest, aren't they? Um, yeah. No, I think that's what that's what drives me, and I think that's what drives a lot of my contemporaries who who have day jobs but, but are, love making music. Well, there's a need. It's, it's, there's an intrinsic need to create, and, and that's entirely understood. But but uh, it's yeah. funny. It's funny that you started off in art school. It's the only degree I have is in fine art, which has got me precisely nowhere with regards to fine yeah. art. But but it's, it's also funny that on the polar opposite side of that, almost you've got the the uber pedantic nature of the Dewey Decimal System with, the, with being a librarian. It's, yeah. a, it's at the other end of career. I'm, I'm not a cataloger though, so I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not very good with Dewey. We use Library of Congress anyway, okay. but, um, in my library, but I'm a, I'm a, a reference librarian. So oh, okay. I spend most of my time, you know, helping people with do research. So, so yeah, no, I get, I, yeah, I'm not like that. I mean, people are amazed. My, my, my LPs aren't even in alphabetical order. Um, you know. I would not have guessed as such. I would have thought you'd you'd have been uh, an alphabetizing man. No, well, I am actually going to do that, but because uh, we just moved yesterday. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you took. How did that go? I forgot to ask you because that that that's yeah. that's a, that's not an yeah, easy thing. But that that went well. But now I'm packing the LPs, and I'm kind of like maybe I should alphabetize them. But you know. Now's the now's the time. Now, now looking for an LP and then getting distracted by when I see another one when I'm looking for it. Anyway, <laughs> good stuff. I'm, I'm glad that went well. So let's let's talk about the the, the records, of course, because um, big 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 fan of the music, and and uh, I think it's wonderful you. that, that you have obviously uh, enveloped Bandcamp and are leveraging Bandcamp for what it's really mm. really good at. You've done a great job of engaging an audience and. Um, mm. I was just uh, just curious after having released uh, the the first the first batch of releases through Calico Cat. Um, what what was responsible for moving to Klein uh, Underground Schallplatte? Um, well, I mean, it was kind of I, I don't know. I, I was thinking. I looked at what, how many records we sold, and I thought we sold a lot in Europe, and it's so expensive. The yeah. postage from the US is. I think it's like twenty dollars to post an LP. Yeah. I mean, I think I know it is because I've been mailing them out. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, extraordinarily expensive. Um, and and so I was thinking, well, it'd be good if we could get a, a label in Europe to release the record. Um, and 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 so that was it. And I I, I was um, 
it was an American connection, uh, a friend of, uh, of ours, Kenji, um, who, who's, uh, who plays in a bunch of groups on Tapate Records, um, um, uh, Friedrich Sunlight and, and some other groups, I'm not very away. And he's played in a lot of bands over the years. And uh, he's, he's from, uh, he's actually from the same part of Los Angeles as my wife. And um, I met him in Britain. And, and he lived in Augsburg oh, in Germany, okay. uh, which is home of the label. And, and he said, oh, my friend Ronnie has a label. So I mentioned, oh, we're, I'm thinking of trying to find a label to do this. And he said, my friend Ronnie, would, I think he, he's a fan. And he, I think he'd really enjoy a beat. And so uh, we got in touch with him, and he, he did. And he's done an excellent job. It's been really nice, actually, having someone doing, you know, the promotion and, and the yeah. marketing and things like that. And so... Um, yeah, he's, he's, it's been great, and, you know, um, um, so I, I like self-releasing, I, you know, I'm actually kind of into it, I've got, I mean, I, we're releasing the, the, the CD, um, so, um, That's I'm what I was going to mention, that was, that was announced, that was announced yesterday, wasn't it, uh, the CD release? Yeah, well, yeah. that turned up, uh, you know, that's the other DIY thing, it's like, yeah. should I schedule it, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> 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 they're ready, they're ready. You know, They've arrived. So, you know, I've got to go and buy some mailers today and then send them out tomorrow. Good stuff. Um, but, that, but that's how you do it. I'll probably try and get a bunch. It's like an informal distribution system for, you know, when you, I mean, we're kind of all a, a genre, I think. Um, so we kind of know the places to send records. So we usually send some to Norman. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Pebble Music in the UK and, um, hands and arms in, in France and the jigsaw in the US. These are kind of indie pop type shops or distributors. Yeah, they um, champ they champion the so cause. Great. Well, I, I I've noticed a bit of defibrillation when it comes to uh, the promotion, of course, for 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 the second full length, and um, mm. that uh, obviously makes sense by virtue of being on on, on the label that you just uh, that you just articulated. So yeah. so um. When it comes to the aesthetic as well, um, as, as, I, as I look as I look at, um, I'm big on the aesthetic, and, and anyone who listens to the program knows that. To me, it's, it's not just about the audible medium; it's the complementary visual, uh, and, and that, yeah. of, that often is. Uh, and I know that you're you're very similar to me, and, and brought up in the same uh, in, in the same time frame. You know, it's it's very important to have that. Uh, that look and feel of, of the art that accompanies the sound that you're buying. And, and I particularly am enamored with the, uh, the artwork on both the full lengths. I mean, I love, I love Seance and 14 and, and, and the EP, but yeah. the artwork on, on, on the two LPs per se are, are, are very, very unique and very, very well done. Thank you. Now, are you... Well, I did, the first, I did the first LP. Okay. Um, so that you... it was it was really hard because when you're doing your own LP, you're kind of like too close to it, and I think it took me three months to to just put that thing together. And then and then Maria, who's our bass player, she she um, she works with with uh, design a little bit in her job, and, and so she was able to kind of make it come come together a little bit. Um, and then and then with the new LP, um, the label offered to uh, do some so so Fred. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce it now. Fred Yale, I think I'm pronouncing it. If you ever hear this, I'm sorry, Fred. Sure, just, uh, just he, Fred. He plays in the, the BBs and and Enric Blute, I think, yeah. uh, again. Um, two groups on the label, and he, he did a great job with the sleeve. I just said to him, you know, I told him some films and books 
um, a record sleeve that I like, and, and, and they pretty much came up with that sleeve. It took a little while to do because the, the, the cover stars, uh, uh, you know, it's taken from a, a, an East German kind of realist kitchen sink type, so which I've never actually seen. I don't think it's got much of a release outside of Germany. Um, but the images are really strong. I mean, he's done a great job, and I said, "Can you kind of make it look like a film poster, maybe?" And um, and that, that that was it. And they, they came up with that, and they, they managed to get the actors who were in it, uh, who were alive, to um, agree to you know, release the images. And so that, I love that thing. I'm, I'm really really pleased. No, with it's that. very nice. It reminds me of uh, the Smiths in their pomp when they were regurgitating Terence Stamp and Pat Phoenix, and uh, yeah. doing a very good job. It's got, it's got, Definitely got that, that thing going on, I think. But at the same time, it's it's not not just a picture of of um, yeah. oh, her name is Casey. Right now. The the actor on the front and then the name is is kind of Fred put together. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know these different colours and things, which 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 are great. But yeah, it's you know it's 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 Joe Lee and whoever does Baron Sebastian's art and that kind of thing. Exactly. Which I think it's okay because I, I love all that stuff when I'm that generation and 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 we're not. Absolutely dissimilar in our terms. No, no, and again, it's 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 not not uh, not the best thing to make these loose comparisons. But to me, in terms of what it I evokes for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, it, it does evoke that kind of feeling. And and um, what I'm where I'm going with that is is, is is the sense of ownership of something like this, as opposed to uh, uh, a stock keeping unit that has really got uh, no effort put into its packaging or its aesthetic, but. Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it does happen more often yeah. than not, unfortunately. And, I, and when, when people do make a good job, I, I, li I like to make a point of, of bringing it up because I feel it's I feel it's your obligation <laughs> as an artist. To... I do, I do. When you're releasing an LP, you can't just knock something out. I mean, you know, the, the Beatles did the White Album with, but that's that's a one-off. Yeah, and, yes. and that was still a statement. And um, but yeah, I, I I I agree. I think you know, if, if you're bringing something that's twelve inches, you know by 12 inches into somebody's house and there's going to be in there, they, you know, they're going to take it out. They're going to, they're going to look at this thing and they're going to want to know this is, this is something that's worth owning. But I, I agree. I mean, when I, when I was, you know, I'm kind of like an old man, but you, when I, I'd go record shopping as a teen and I'd be looking through, you know, the indie releases or the 60s releases. Yeah. And I, I, there was no internet. There was the enemy and, you know, bits and bobs. Exactly. And, but the, 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 so you go on. I buy records on the sleeves alone all the time. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and that's so that's hundred percent. Yeah. And and uh, Ian Savonius again, you know, he, he's not my guru or anything, but he, he said that I think he was being a bit tongue in cheek, but he was talking about the sleeve is the most important thing. It's almost more important than the music, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, a great looking record is. Well, we've we've both we've we've both bought uh, countless records based upon the aesthetic, and then have been disappointed. Yeah, sure. But but yeah. more often than not, you know, whether it's uh, Vaughan Oliver or uh, or whether it's something yeah. from 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 another stable, um, uh, usually if, if the artwork's consummate, like a four AD product, it's usually uh, usually carries over to the audio as well. Yeah, <laughs> usually I think anyway. You're right. I, I think if it's been put into the sleeve. The, the music. I mean, I can't think of many records where I have terrific sleeves and terrible music. That's it. And That's there probably it. Is, there's probably something out there, but I mean, I, I remember the one that was sticking in my mind is there's two LPs. I bought twelve Goldmine Trash. Yes, beautiful cover. Uh, the cherry. When I was seventeen, I didn't know who they were. 
Oh. And I thought, this is amazing sleep. And it's in the indie station, so I thought, well, it's not going to be anything I hate. And then uh, there was Chris Van Powell past the paintbrush, honey. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Which is another... And then I thought, that, uh, that step just looked right, and so I, you know, I got that, and I was, and I was like, my God, these two great sleeves, two great records. That gold mine trash though with those gold plated pilasters and it was just so ornate, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what the church was or what, or what the building. Yeah, I'm ignorant. I, thought, I have no idea where it is, but I, I was similarly impelled. And it was one of those releases where I I owned all the tracks, but I bought it anyway because of, yeah. of the sleeve. I can, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, I lived in a, in a like a small market town with with barely any. You know, we had one one record shop that was terrible. And then, so I, I used to have to go to Banbury. <laughs> like the Banbury, the town that the Magical Mystery Tour drove through. Fantastic. Like, you know, so that was where you had to... That was the nearest place. That, that was your so a week, a week was, I just not even heard of them, but they, they were great. You know, Fantastic. So, so we've talked about this new record, and, and mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a selfish, I'm a selfish uh, music fan, and... Um, own own everything that you've got that I know of to date. Just wondering what what, what you've got um, planned next. Uh, will, will there be another single pulled off this record, or will you be doing um, a, another probably EP? Probably not, because um, it's kind of been two already. But yeah. we're going to do. Um, I, I, don't, I want to put everything that's not been on a twelve-inch record on on one. So there'll be a, there's going to be a compilation come out quite soon. Great, great. Um, I'll probably just self-release that, but it's all the digital stuff. Yeah. Guys and, um, stuff that just didn't get a, a vinyl release, um, so that um, we'll put that together. Um, we've got a there's a song coming out on um, on, a, on a sampler, a new song um, for for KUS, um, and I'm I'm, I'm writing songs. We, we started practicing new songs, so I think we'll probably try and do an EP for the spring. Great. Um, yeah, um, and hopefully a vinyl. I'm thinking like six songs. Like six really good songs, hopefully. Like a, <laughs> like a, well, a proper mini album, right? Album is such hard work. We started, we started recording the album in October 2015, um, and you know, obviously on and off. <laughs> Two-year two process. Um, it just takes ages, you know, especially when you're working and things like that, and and you know, and, and kind of finessing. Um, so uh, something shorter. Uh, I think six songs. Well, let me ask you this, because this just just wondering what your slant is on this. Um, when when does an EP cease to be an EP and then become a mini LP? Is it is six I think songs? It's a mini LP when it's, yeah, six. Yeah, I think is, an EP is, is is I mean it depends. I, I mean I've got you know I've got those early yummy fur EPs that have got ten songs on them, but they're only yeah. like seven minutes long. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but uh, I, I think with us an EP is four songs, and this, and, that, and that maybe. And then, and then, and then a, a mini LP is, I don't know, it, it depends how long the songs are, I suppose, so six to eight. Yeah, I'm and just then, wondering. And then nine plus is an LP. And then a single uh, should not pass the threshold of five, three. I don't know, five is a maxi single. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or no, you could, or it could be a fully, a fully all-encompassing fleece, that the, the punter, CD1, CD2, 10, 12, cassette yeah. and seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like I like an LP to be thirty minutes or so, ten songs. Um, you know, for pop music. Well, for your yes. I, I mean, I have contemporaries. My comic game always seems to do fourteen. Um, so 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 we, so we do ten, 
because I think 30 minutes is enough of anyone's time. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, unless, you know, unless it's something more that needs to spread out, you know, something, you know, if you're doing post-rock or something, you probably need a lot longer. Um, and then uh, I think an EP should classically 7-inch EP, 12-inch EP, you could probably push six. Maybe five. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then it, but then it becomes a mini album after that. I yeah, well, it's just no one has took the time to actually define it. You know, does a single? Yeah. Is it constitute? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a single. You know, a maximum two B sides or two two other tracks. I just don't know, but yeah. But I, I just wonder in terms of branding when an EP becomes a mini LP. But that was just me. Okay. Di that's me digressing. I apologise, but I just wanted to know what you thought. No, no, it's fine. I think they have to be quality songs. Well, of course, well, yes. Like an A side and then a B side is an instrumental and a remix. That's that's not an EP. <laughs> you know, that's a single. That's with, a with some soft off B side. That, that's a contractual yeah, obligation. Is that that's what that is? Yeah, and also there's not a lead track really. You know, there's not one song that stands out as the world breaking, catchiest song of all time. And uh, you know, I think if the songs are all of a, you know, equal quality. Yeah. Um, then, then that's more EP-ish. I think so. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's a, this, this is a debate for another time, but it, it could it could yeah, be it a, a never-ending debate. I don't, I don't even know who would be the authority to stamp these this, this, these criteria on the whole on the whole genre. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, Somebody should concretize them. Either. Uh, a terrible undergraduate style. Well, I've, I've never, I've not heard that used for a long time, but con concretize. Okay, that, that's. Yeah, I think it was just college professors use it. <laughs> <laughs> concretize. Let's unpack and then concretize this concept. Yeah, um, yeah. It should be in every every professor's diction. Uh, the the concretize. <laughs> um, I've got, I've got a question for you now. Um, and I'm, I'm uh -huh. going to be featuring, um, going to be featuring the interview on, on uh, next next week's show, and just wondering if you could kindly curate. Uh, three songs. Uh, I'd, I'd love you to be able to pick the three songs I'm going to play. Okay. So three songs from from by us. Three songs by you. Any songs from your uh, from your wonderful roster? I will play them dutifully. Just let me know which three you want. Absolutely. I, I'll I'll drop you a line about that. Or, is that right? Or do you want me to do it off the top of my head? I could do it off the top of my head. That's great because it's just organic. Right. We'll share it with the audience. It'd be great. All right. Let, let me see. Uh, let's say. Um, from the album or, or just any? And anything at all, anything from from, from, from okay. your earliest works to, to now. Right, well let's say um, uh, Waverly Place. Okay. From the EP, which is I'm, I'm very fond of. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think of what songs I've done. I don't really listen to a, You know, once you finish it, you don't listen to it. No, I completely understand. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Time to relearn it. Um, I'd say maybe another broken heart from the first LP. Yeah. And um, gosh, um, let me think. Uh, one of the songs, uh, I suppose. I mean, if you, I mean, Gene is probably Bring yeah. the Flowers. Probably yeah, from Gene. The, or, or it's from the new one. I'm, I really like. I'm pleased with how that one turned out. I love that. I love that. I love the title. Love the song. That's great. So we've got three there. So sorry that wasn't too taxing. But perhaps my last question will will will, will tax right. you even further because it's a question I ask everybody, and it's and it's entirely unrelated right. to to what we've been talking about, i.e. Your, your music. But right. it, it's about the serious nature of the biscuit, and you can appreciate this because you are now a dis okay. a displaced Brit in, in North America. You call the biscuit. I, exactly. Like a, exactly. Yeah so, what I'm, what, yeah, so what I'm proposing is you're around my house, you know, you've just played a gig in Ottawa and you've got a, got a nice hot cup of tea in your hand and I bring out the biscuit tin. 
but it's a special biscuit tin in that it's a magic biscuit tin and you can choose any biscuit right. on God's green earth, what would you choose? Happy Crunch. Wow, well played. You, you, that's the first... <laughs> okay, great. It's better than a hobnob. Okay. Yeah. They predate the hobnob. Yes, I mean, I, when, yeah. When I, have, when I was 11, I had my appendix out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, some, and one of my family brought in a packet of Abbey Crunch biscuits, and I was so excited. I thought, Abbey Crunch, but I was nil by mouth. And then when I woke up, <laughs> the, 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 after my first the biscuits, somebody had eaten them all. <laughs> oh, how cr <laughs> Nil by mouth. <laughs> In my brain is my favourite favourite biscuit. Oh, whether it is or not, it's they're it, made. No, I, I know they're not because because they were the precursor, <laughs> and I'm surprised it's not been a law. Had it been an American biscuit, I'm sure there'd be something litigious going on between McVitie's and <laughs> Abbey Crunch. But but uh, I, I've got this articulate uh, infographic slash spreadsheet that I've compiled with every artist right. adjacent to their biscuit. So I've got to source a decent resolution photo of an Abbey Crunch and send you the latest. Uh, <laughs> In infographic. Good luck. Fantastic. So you, you, might have to get, you might have to go to the library for that one. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I might have to consult a librarian, God forbid. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. And I'll be in touch in the next few days as to when uh, everything is uploaded so that we can share it with uh, those that matter. Okay. Great. Lovely well, stuff. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Best of luck unpacking those boxes and talk to you soon. Cheers. Ta-ra. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. An Englishman in New York, Phil Sutton in Brooklyn. Many, many thanks, Phil. Hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And I do hope that you are going to be logging into palelights.bandcamp.com to get yourself copies of their works in as much as you should be logging into and liking facebook.com slash Pale Lights. One more track to play for you before the end of the programme. I'm going to play you something from last month's The Stars Seem Brighter. I Will Not Pray. <laughs> Something else I must I will Heaven and the void.
talks about the gates of hell and how she needs to move on. But I don't know what I can do except to hold her hand. I will not break. I cannot. It just won't work. I will take pains to do something else. I I will not pray. And that uh, wraps up this week's programme. Don't forget, next week I'll be talking to Candy Opera, which I'm thrilled about. And don't forget to listen to last week's programme, if you haven't done already. Great interview with Lee Rogers from the immense, immense Professor Yaffle. My thanks again go to Phil Sutton from Pale Lights. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, We remember Mark E. Smith with reverence. What a man, what a legacy. I'll uh, be producing my all-fall show in the next few days. Uh, It could possibly come out before or possibly even after the the next uh, edition of the programme. So that's a wrap for 68. Uh, Episode 69 will be out in a week, preceded by or soon to be followed by a fall special. Thanks for listening. ta